day. Yeah, that sucks that you have to do those late night calls. Yeah, well, um, big news, somewhat related to that. So I'm not going to be moving to Austin because I uh, I haven't formally accepted, but I verbally accepted a uh, new position on my team that they offered me. Really? Damn. Yeah. So so that's when you you texted me about Colorado. I was like, there's some things going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, I remember Um, that. So, like, right after I found that I didn't get the Denver role, my boss reached out to me, like, two days later saying, like, hey, we're opening this new role under our head of strategy um, for the line of business. Like, we think you'd be a good fit. Would you be interested? I was like, I mean, I don't can't really turn down, like, a promotion. If they're like, hey, we're going to give you a promotion, what am I going to say? Like, no, I'm good. Right, Um, right. So, I thought about it. Yeah, it'd be a cool job. So, that ended up working out. So I like in, had an informal interview and then got, accepted my offer and my verbal offer on Monday. So nice. uh, it'll be like strategy leader, leader for secure power transactional edge, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's awesome. Yeah, would, different. You, would you continue to be remote? Like that's not changing anytime soon or. I'm just going to make the assumption that I am. I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to continue <laughs> to work from home and move to Newport and then deal with it in three months or so. My boss is in St. Louis, so he's not going to care where I am. I don't think either way. Nice. Where you roll up to? I'm moving to St. Louis. Um, the guy's name is Michael Zl- Zlatic. Oh, I don't know who does. Yeah, he's another nerd. But Dude, fucking, oh, fucking Matt is going to be fucking screwed. You I, don't have I anyone call, to fill I these jobs. I haven't called him to tell him yet. I'll call him and tell him when I actually sign the offer. Yeah, we don't have anyone. But the reason I brought jobs. it up was hopefully this means less late night calls oh yeah yeah that'd be good yeah um well shit what's going on boys not a whole lot adam's got a fresh cut yes no more chia pet (laughs) still trying with the cat (laughs) she just keeps like being a weirdo so yeah i I had uh i had a mishap with my haircut last week so i had to like post i had to move it to like a whole like a whole week later and my hair was super long so super long it was long for me i mean my hair like will stay it'll just kind of poof out and then eventually i mean ty's hair is pretty much the same as mine like it'll just get long to a point and then it'll just come down and the front of my hair was literally like i didn't have enough gel i wasn't using enough gel to keep it up it would like i looked like some guy from like green day or something like this part of this long strip of hair was like going down i had to keep like moving it back um but yeah i thought i had scheduled a haircut for like last wednesday and then i show up and it was like friday that it was supposed to be i don't know how the fuck i screwed it up and i so couldn't do it so it's like hey dude you don't have an appointment today <laughs> well, i pull up so the you know the way salons are and barbershops you have to you know wait in the car and you have to text like i have to text him like hey i'm here and then he lets me know when i can come in so i text him and I'm like i'm thinking to myself i didn't get a single alert from my calendar which i found weird cuz i always put it in my calendar and i always set alerts and then I happen to look again, and it was not the right day. Pull right out. Just kidding. Pull right out and drove home, and I couldn't do the the appointment I had previously made, so I had to wait another week. So oh my long god, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it was dude. long overdue. Fucking first world problems. I got a haircut like right before Miami. 
and that was and you last, haven't you know, gotten one since and i hadn't i hadn't gotten one since so it was when the was hell did we go time. that feels like last year third week of february holy right? shit something like that yeah and i had purposely not gotten it cut that short the haircut before so i barely got a haircut before because i just wanted to keep it longer so it was super long by the time i actually sat down in the uh in the chair so that that's been the the highlight of my week so far big week well, yeah glad i asked everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, knows yeah thank so godzilla versus kong is out that should be the highlight of your yes week, very excited for that it's been a you long time coming i don't know if i'll watch it tonight um if not tonight, definitely tomorrow. <laughs> definitely. I'm not in. waiting one more day. Dude, we got the hours th- of three to five. It's penciled <laughs> in. Dude, like between that and Mortal Kombat in a couple weeks, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Yeah, a lot and of good by, action movies. And by good stuff, I don't know if it will be good, but I will enjoy yeah. watching it. Let's, let's, ta- let's taper those expectations <laughs> to the audience. Got a lot of great shit coming out here. Great for, great for me. Maybe not good for anyone else or a few well you said mo you you're, you, you want to watch it and you you my, my expectations aren't high at all i just think it's going to be cool as shit to see them fighting on the on the battleship and all that it's gonna look awesome yeah i can't hopefully wait. it's hopefully it's better than the last godzilla <laughs> oh it was i don't awful. even think they showed godzilla no the last scene on the, on the last movie <laughs> it was like it actually wasn't a horrible movie though i had some good acting yeah, it was just right it was uh what's that's that? not why that's oh, not Brian why you Christ, go see yeah, yeah well yeah. like you saw like 10 no, minutes right. of Brian Cranston. Yeah. And then all these other no names. And then you see like Godzilla's shadow and that's it. Like, that's <laughs> not why I went to the theater. I didn't go to see good acting. I went to see Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I was thinking uh, as, you know, things get warmer, more people get vaccines, things are looking better. I'm trying to envision like conversations like out of the bar again. And, uh, I ran into a video that I think may perfectly describe or what I could perfectly uh, envision Jared's first conversation with his buddies back at the bar. Cause Jet, for those of you who don't know, Mo, Mo's brain is spitfire. It's, it's going rapid fire. He's always thinking about new ideas, fires once in a while, different things. Right. So I, it, this is how I envision his conversation going when he, uh, when he finally gets out to the bar. Well, my god is that matt hey how's it going holy shit i haven't seen you since like the beginning of the pandemic has it really been that long yeah yeah how are you man like how's work uh well you know actually uh got the axe you know i got laid off wow really no, i didn't get know. laid off sorry but... yeah 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 it sucks it sucks but you know it's whatever that sucks man tough times tough times for everybody um what else have you been up to ah uh, well you know uh it probably sounds pretty silly but i've actually been uh I've been working on this idea I had for a toy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the idea? All right. Well, you know, you know, Bop It, right? Like the toy, the kid's toy. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bop It. Of course. Of course you do. Of course you do. Everyone does. Everyone knows Bop It. So the thing is, though, when you're a kid, you love Bop It. You really <laughs> like Bop It. But then you get older and, you know, something changes. You know, you're just not, you don't love it as much as you used to. So my idea is bop it for adults. Oh, all right. All right, I like where this is going. So like, it's basically the same thing, but the only real difference is like, the voice on bop it for adults is like way sexier. Yeah, okay, okay. So like the original <laughs> voice, it's kind of something like, uh, you know, bop it to start. But like, you know, like bop it for adults, the voice is more like, uh, you know, oh fuck yeah, bop it to start, uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, or maybe something like, uh, you know, like, you know, 
Oh, fuck yeah, I want you to twist it. Uh. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I get the idea. I get it. Um, so is that, like, all you've been doing for the last, like, 12 months? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right. All right, well, oh, man. My you. face hurts. <laughs> you always like, have those dude, kind of ideas. I do. I do. I don't always vocalize them, but I certainly have them. Oh man! Maybe you need to start oh, vocalizing them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it kind of reminded I'll me of suck it. Suck it for a year. Oh god! Um, did you guys see, or I, th- I think it came out like last week after it recorded the cinnamon toast crunch stories? Oh, dude, I, I had texted it to you guys. Yeah, yeah. cinnamon yeah. toast shrimp. How yeah. absurd was that? It was insane. Did you see the? uh radar that crystal ball did on it no was it funny yeah she she spent like the first half of it kind of joking around but dude i just thought this was like so fucked up and i was like i i have to include this clip because she basically segues into like yeah well i actually want to talk about all the like stuff that really is screwed up with like the food and drug like uh like the fda and all these things that aren't as easy to detect as shrimp tails and some of the shit she talked about is just like wow like this is insane scary shit. As one example i covered here how baby food yes baby food is routinely found to have elevated and dangerous levels of poisons like lead arsenic cadmium the baby food makers and the fda all knew this and they just chose to look the other way Or how about this news item from just yesterday? In our rush to get our hands on sanitizer during the COVID pandemic, apparently a significant chunk of the supply that filled the gap contained a known carcinogen called benzene. Benzene is put on a par with asbestos in terms of its links to cancer. That is the highest level of danger you can have. So while we were all trying to protect ourselves from the coronavirus, thanks to a total and utter lack of quality control, we were unknowingly putting ourselves at risk for cancer. An online pharmacy that does test substances for quality found that 17% of their hand sanitizer samples had detectable levels of benzene and that the problem spanned more than a dozen brands. So why is a random pharmacy doing better testing than the federal government? Well, I'll tell you why. It's not because it's impossible to do a decent job of food and drug and chemical safety testing. It's just that we choose to do a terrible job. The agencies are chronically underfunded and under attack from the anti-government radicals who basically set the policy course in this country now for decades. The leadership is often captured by industry walking back and forth through the revolving door between government and the very industries they're supposed to be regulating with full expectation that their public service will be rewarded handsomely in the private sector so long as they play nice. And because our whole concept of product safety is really upside down. In Europe, in general, the burden is on the companies to prove that their products are safe versus on the government to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they cause harm. In the U.S., the standards for getting a product or chemical banned are nearly insurmountable, whereas Europe takes a more precautionary approach. So if something looks to be harmful, but the jury is still out, they will protect their citizens by removing that product on a precautionary basis while the data is being sorted out. That's why many European countries banned lead paint in 1909. We didn't get around to banning lead paint until 1978. I just thought that was was so messed up. And I thought like her her, uh, point there, like when she was talking about 
how Europe handles it versus how we handle it. Like that does, it just sounds so upside down. Like that the government has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there's harm versus like, hey, there there's clearly something Even that a could risk be risk of something bad. Right. Right. Should be yeah. held and further reviewed. It's so fucked up. That made we, me think we... of Oh, sorry, Jared. No, good, good. I was just saying, maybe think of I think like like the mac and cheese coloring and like craft mac and cheese. I'm pretty sure that's illegal in Europe. Like that was the first thing I thought of. Something that's like on every grocery shelf in this country is not even allowed to be in, in you know in, in any sort of food, whatever yeah. makes it. And it's like without a. It, I'm sure that it's decision like some food was made. Coloring. I know what you're yeah. talking about. And I'm sure that decision was made like at the drop of a hat, just like, all right, let's just get it out of here. It's harmful. It's um, it causes this, it causes that, whereas that continues to be sold um, like wildfire here. Dude, the standard American diet, and we've talked about this is literally poison. Like all the foods we grew up on Mac and cheese, lunchables, like hot pockets, dude, those don't even have real food in them. Like there's nothing real in those at all. Even like salad dressings. Adam's and all that still shit. crushing those. I mean, they're Part delicious. The Don't get me wrong. That's but <laughs> like they're manufactured to be delicious. Like fast food, same shit. How much real food is in like a McDonald's cheeseburger? Well, we I didn't we particularly didn't we talk care. about it's one of the best things yeah. man's ever created. Well, Mo, did didn't we go through all the ingredients in like a Whopper or something like from BK or whatever? Did we? I don't remember. No, it was uh, pota- it was French fries. Oh, okay, all right. They're so PK French fries. That's, yeah. even, that's <laughs> even be- that's an even better yeah. example because that that should be <laughs> that just, should just be potato, <laughs> yeah. fried potatoes. That's it. But it was like twenty other things that we had never heard of, or at least not associated with fries before. Yeah, like you have to actively read labels and seek out foods at the grocery store that don't have fucking poison in them. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and I just—I I mean, all these things that I hear, you know, it's like it just—it's like wow, never looked at it that way before, never thought twice yeah. about that before. So that—that that was just fucking crazy to me. The uh, the Rogan I was listening to on my way down was the guy who started Primal Kitchen. Have you guys heard of that food brand? They make like salad dressings and stuff. It sounds very familiar, yes. Yeah, so they make super high-quality salad dressings, marinades, and condiments, all with, like, no sugar, avocado oil, and, like, high-quality ingredients. And he said, because, like, he, early in life, was, like, overweight, and he's like, yeah, he has salad, but I cover it in fucking soybean oil dressing that's inflammatory, has sugar in it, and all this, and just, like, you're doing just as much harm as you are good by eating, like, a healthy salad with normal salad dressing on it. Right. Or ketchup. Ketchup's literally sugar. You're just putting sugar Ugh, on gross. your burger or your hot dog. Gross. Hopefully not on your hot dog. That's disgusting. I don't eat ketchup at all. I'm not a ketchup guy. Only in my Say, I'm a mustard guy. Mustard all the way. Mustard seeds and water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally it. Best <laughs> kind of tea. condiment. Adam drinks mustard tea. He makes his own as mustard seeds. The uh, in a little hot water. <laughs> the, I, don't, I don't fuck with just like the yellow mustard, but... um. The uh, like spicy mustard, the stuff that has the seeds in it. Yeah. Like, ooh, you dip a pretzel on that bad boy. That's good. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. Man. I want to like, I want a crunch to my mustard. <laughs> like, I don't want the, I, I want to, yeah. I want really. Yellow mustard really... is my least favorite mustard. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. 
I'll only I don't really just do taste it on like it. a hot dog or like cold cuts. Yeah. I want to feel the mustard in, my, in between my teeth. No, I don't want to just okay. taste it. Okay. A little too fucking descriptive. Like, <laughs> <my> God. <laughs> All right, let's move on to. Can we can we shit on the mainstream media quickly here? We yeah, we don't do we don't do that we don't do that enough. All right, perfect. So, did you guys know that there is a new Donald Trump? Yes, no. yes. Oh, you I, did, I, Adam. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, Adam pays attention, so Jared. <laughs> oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you sent you send this to us. Yeah. Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. Tucker has taken Trump's place as a right-wing leader, as an outrage generator, as a fire starter. And it's all happening on Fox, just like Trump's campaign did. Which means Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch are ultimately responsible. I mean, think about all the ways these two men are similar. Every day, Carlson is throwing bombs, making online memes, offending millions of people, also delighting millions of others, tapping into white male rage and resentment, uh, stoking uh, distrust of big tech in the media, generally coarsening the discourse, never apologizing for anything, and setting the GOP's agenda. Sounds like a recently retired president, right? Even before the 2020 election, there was informed speculation about Carlson as a 2024 candidate. Of course, some of Carlson's detractors say, he's just a troll, he's just really good at taking people off. But isn't that what they said about Trump for years? Yes, Tucker is known to critique Trump and the Republican Party from time to time. This time last year, he was at Mar-a-Lago trying to convince Trump to take COVID more seriously. But Tucker tells the same conspiratorial us versus them story that Trump told. The same they're out to get you story that Trump told for years. It's the paranoid style in American politics all over again. And Tucker now soaks up some of the same social media fury that Trump did. He stokes the same, same debates that Trump did. And it raises the same predicament that Trump raised five or six years ago. Whether and how to cover his claims. I mean, here's just some of what Tucker did in a single week this past week. He said pregnant service members are a mockery to the U.S. military and claimed the U.S. has a national masculinity crisis. And when military officials rebuked his comments, he flipped out and doubled down. Tucker also spent an entire segment berating a New York Times reporter because she had the audacity to call out online harassment. And then he blasted the Times for defending her. He tried to rewrite history about George Floyd's death and said American leaders used Floyd to enshrine, quote, open racism in nearly all of our institutions. And he mocked Meghan Markle and he defended Piers Morgan, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. And it all is because of these individuals on screen. What Tucker wants is attention. What Rupert Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch want for him is attention. And he chooses to do an entire monologue on him. That guy is so lame. What's his name? Brian Stelter. Yeah, he's so lame. I mean, could they be grasping at straws any more obviously at this point? <laughs> right. They're, they're desperate. They're probably trying to create the narrative and turn Tucker Carlson into Trump from their ratings perspective. Exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, somebody of course. Fire it's been... everybody up about. What, right. you think they, it, it, he's being genuine there? No, but I mean, there's. I think you, he could just be positioning this as like, Tucker Carlson's a bad guy. Cancel him. They also could be trying to make him into like a bad guy for the sake of we need somebody to talk about. Well, of course, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's no it's no secret how much of a hit CNN, MSNBC, all the liberal media has taken since Trump's left office. 
they're they're just like saying, hey, everybody, listen, we got our next guy here. Come back and watch us. Come back and view our takes and everything like that. They're just yeah. You to- need to watch us to make yeah. sure you're protected from the evil Tucker Carlson. <laughs> we can keep you updated <laughs> on how to protect yourself from the next Trump. Uh, look at what this fucking guy tweeted. The same guy, Brian Stelter, tweeted two days ago. Um, says because uh, I guess Laura Trump revealed that she's joining Fox News as a paid contributor. Um, so he That's tweets Don Jr.'s wife. Uh, no, Don Jr.'s Eric's wife. Eric Don Jr.'s wife is Kimberly Guilfoyle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's Eric's Eric's wife. But anyway. He t- he uh, tweets Fox News is now directly or Fox is now directly paying the Trump family, specifically Lara Trump, insinuating that's a real problem, right? What what would be the irony, the blatant, obvious irony there? Who does CNN employ in prime time? Cuomo. Oh yeah, right. Chris right. fucking Cuomo, <laughs> the brother of the governor, <laughs> the brother of the governor who is worse than Trump. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, I, I just these fucking people. And then l- listen to this. This was, I think, also on CNN, if I'm not mistaken. Seems to be a running theme, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, it's fucking insane. The president is asking doctors and local leaders and religious officials to help get more Americans vaccinated, a vaccine that was developed under the former president who bragged about how fast and effective and safe it is. Standing in the way of this message is a mountain of misinformation and possible malevolence. Case in point. The administration would like you to take this vaccine. Joe Biden told you last week, if you don't, you can't celebrate the 4th of July. But it turns out there are things we don't know about the effects of this vaccine. He went on and on and on. So I'm going to play the rest of the clip. What Tucker was referencing in that clip was, I don't know if you guys saw it, but did you see that uh, like several major European nations in Australia all suspended the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen that. that. So, so they took that fairly newsworthy, like, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing, you know, everyone should probably know and you should talk about, but yeah. So he, he chose not to, he just said he goes on and on. He chose not to talk about what he's sure. actually getting at. But anyway, so why would this television character spend so much time on a show throwing shaded vaccines, feeding the fears of half of Republican men who say they do not plan to take it? This television character likes to say he's just asking questions. So here are some questions. Does this character think it's important to slow the spread of the virus? Just asking. Does this character care if the country reaches herd immunity to return to life and work safely? Hey, it's a question. Does Tucker Carlson really want his viewers to live? Look, this guy bemoans so-called cancel culture more than anyone on earth, but he should look in the mirror because you can't get any more canceled than dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a, what a sign that? off. Yeah, who, I don't who is that guy? No, man. John Berman. No, wait. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about oh. grasping at straws there. Like, they really are just going full tilt on just making him the new public enemy number one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're trying. They're trying. I mean, I guess to, to their, to, from their perspective, who else, I guess, would be a better choice than Tucker Carlson, though? 
Well, he's the most like I said, right? That he's the most popular guy, and yeah, Fox. like he is. He is Fox News now, so um, yeah. I guess I understand why they would target him. But like, obviously, it's a feeble attempt, and it's it's it, it's laughable, not even that. But... It's just like, dude, don't try to make it out as if you're like being some some sort of journalistic hero. You're just in a fucking bickering match with a, a competing network, a ratings right. war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come like, on. WCW Monday Night Raw battles of the fucking nineties. Hey man, don't forget the heroes at CNN getting the vaccine. I mean, come on, dude. That <laughs> shirt, Adam. Can you pull that up and read the shirt? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Fucking that, Jim that Acosta, so dude. Cringe, man. That was the like <laughs> I I told you guys I hate him now more than anyone in media just because of that shirt. Oh, he's the ultimate cuck. <laughs> I mean, who on earth? Oh, uh, there's no way you're making it to that call, Jared. <laughs> that was a big yawn. <laughs> Are you guys ready or you want to finish, Ty? No, no. no. So this is, right. uh, um, what the, what the hell is the name? I just freaking Jim Acosta sitting down, taking a picture of him taking the vaccine, saying, you know, uh, encouraging people to take it. And he's wearing a shirt that you can only really see if you zoom in. But once you go and tell, <laughs> tell us what it says. All right. The shirt says, in 2020, I covered the impeachment trial and a caucus night, parentheses, that lasted a week, and the primaries, and the COVID pandemic, and the economic crash, and the racial justice protests, and Lafayette Square, and so many rallies, and the death of RBG, and the president's 1 a.m. coronavirus diagnosis, and a Supreme Court confirmation, and an election night, parentheses, that lasted a week, and firings by tweet and recounts and the presidential transition. And <laughs> I have a commemorative t-shirt to prove it. This is as close to the, the rabies shirt from the office yeah. as you could possibly get. I mean, we served our country more guys like Jim Acosta or <laughs> Navy divers like Steve. I, mean, I think you're going to give it to Steve that? there. Yeah. <laughs> I think Steve's actually contributed more to our government and militaries and our safety than CNN has. I right. agree with that. I'll give it to him. <laughs> like how tone deaf do you need to be to wear that shirt? Like I'm sure it was a little insulated social bubble. That shirt was a fucking hit. Oh, no question. No They're question. Like, oh, our jobs are so hard. We did <laughs> a lot this year. Well, dude, so, it was like he the, covered uh, the like death the of RGB. So please explain that, Jim. What did you actually have to do? Tell us that this woman died? Some real investigative reporting there. Yeah, Jim. very investigative. Oh, the 1 a.m. coronavirus uh, diagnosis of the president. Okay. Seems so what did you do? Not. Send a fucking tweet, Jim? Like, <laughs> you absolute loser. He's He must have been part of the group, that group picture when the impeachment was going on or maybe yeah. before the impeachment when they, when they took that picture, that group shot, like, Hey, uh, we, we asked some really you know serious yeah. questions at the, uh, and they're all like giving the dumbass thumbs up. Look like, Oh, Jesus. Christ. And you guys wonder why everyone hates you. <laughs> like the media is like, why God, we're just, we're just trying and to be why patriots. Are ratings bad? Yeah. Why does but, everybody but, but, but hate to us? Jared's point? I don't know if some of them realize that. Like, yeah, again, they're in this not. bubble. Like, clearly they, they, they just yeah. think that they are doing, like, God's work. Like, literally, like, they are 
They are they were sent down from on high to cover the death of a 90 something year old woman and look at tweets from Donald Trump like that's they were and, and destined to, the, to do that for most the never Trumpers like they probably believe CNN and MSNBC are heroes for standing up against our government. I, I genuinely think that people like that are that crazy. Yeah, no question. They got onions. Um, you guys, you guys remember... they got onions. Yeah, un- remember like Jim Rafferty onions. So no. like they, got, they got big ball. Really? Ty, you know that. the onions yeah, thing, of course. Yeah, onions. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, they, they, got, they got they got the biggest balls out there covering the news. Good for them. You guys remember Brian Williams, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I know you, remember, you remember why he got taken off air? Because he like was said he, he was... lied about going to Iraq. <laughs> they completely fabricated like so many stories. Well, uh, our boy Kalinsky had this uh, on Secular Talk. This clip that I found it was it, like it seems like parody, but it's it's real. I regret to inform you that the libs are at it again. Here's Brian Williams. Um, he's going to lean in to Russia gating here like the Mueller report never happened. This is really, really sad. Last thing before we go tonight, the darndest thing is happening over at Fox News, where these days, more than ever, they seem to love them some Vladi Putin. It is true that Putin and Russia generally are coming off a four-year sugar high, where they were all but honorary members of the Trump administration and the Trump media industrial complex. Trump not only bent over backwards for Putin, he fell hard for the guy, let's face it, and craved his approval, and he brought his whole party along. Along with him. Remember when we learned there were Russians at the GOP convention in Cleveland in 2016, as if that's a thing? And always remember, these Republicans spent the 4th of <laughs> July 2018 in Moscow, as one does. So imagine you're an elected official in the United States, and instead of the annual hometown parades and picnics and fireworks with constituents and friends and family, no, you choose to spend your Independence Day in Russia, or as Ron Johnson calls it, the perfect July 4th. Also remember the t-shirts we saw at Trump rallies, I'd rather be Russian than a Democrat. And that actually explains some of this Putin supporting by Fox types. You see, the enemy of their enemy is their friend. Putin is at odds with Biden, they hate Biden, ergo, go Putin. But that doesn't explain four years of making exceptions for Putin, and now they're going Going deep, all the while, remember, helping Putin to diminish the United States. They love the shirtless Putin over at Fox. Any chance to stress his virility and vigor, including what they say on the air, where it's sometimes difficult to figure out which side they're rooting for. Russia's president challenging President Biden to a live televised debate. Do you think it's healthy to see this happening on the world stage so early in Biden's presidency? Joe Biden is the president. He doesn't need to keep uh, this narrative that Russia is worse. I think they should hash it out. You know, why not? They view uh, Biden as something of a clown. Biden can't answer questions from reporters. He certainly can't do a one-on-one with Vladimir Putin on live television. Who's likely to show up like that picture on a horse? Joe Biden is, in fact, weak and frail, and he's struggling cognitively. The whole world can see what we see. Putin and Biden, it would not end like Rocky IV. I don't think the Americans would prevail. 
That fucker's going down. Jonathan Shade writes this in New York. So, I mean, I, I, I literally laugh out loud several times when I first watched that. I haven't heard William's voice in a long time. Uh, what is he even on nowadays? Something like MSNBC. MSNBC. Okay, there we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he used to be on like the main channels, like pretty unbiased news, right? He was on like, oh, he was on, like NBC, he was on NBC News. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's NBC what I was Nightly News. Of. He did like the six o'clock news. At, yeah. If there was any down the middle news, that was probably it. Um. So speaking of uh, our commander in chief being uh, a little a little weak or a little frail, um, Jared, did you have did you watch the whole speech? His thing uh, about the COVID vaccine a couple weeks ago. Was that a couple weeks ago? Did that yeah, I was before? in New Hampshire, so maybe three weeks ago. Oh, okay. So that was a while ago. Um, no, I didn't watch the whole thing. I made it maybe like 15 minutes and I was falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, so this this wasn't at, at the conference, but this was... Uh, so Biden's sitting down in front of the press um, and they're getting ready. It looks like he's getting ready to sign something. And uh, l- listen to this. Um, now we're going to get down to business here and... Uh... And, uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> I think it's uh, time for press, our friends in the press to leave, though. <laughs> Wait, play that again. Play that again. Oh, my. Are you fucking up. kidding me? Um, now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave. <laughs> They're not even trying to hide that this guy is like zero <laughs> cognitive ability. What, I don't get what he was trying to do. Did he just not know I what think to say? He, so yeah, yeah, he like, had no idea what he was, and he was supposed to do guy, next. Whatever was like, all right, it's time. We, we have to get him back <laughs> yeah. into hiding, get him back in the bomb shelter. <laughs> This shows us how juiced up on steroids and Adderall they had him for the election. They were totally just like, this guy's on a fucking Adderall drip to make it to election day. Right. And now he's just falling apart at the seams. Like that's <laughs> literally like if you were to like visit a grandparent at like a nursing home and like there's a lot of people there and it can be kind of overwhelming. And then if they have like an eight or something, okay, <laughs> time, you know, he needs his rest. It's time, time for you guys to go. You can come back right. tomorrow. That's literally it. And, and, and this guy has the has the launch codes. Well, do you think he was taking Adderall and he said this? Done. If you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, <laughs> I've, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay. Play it again. Um, Play it again. Hang on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> I've, we're ready to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete the end is lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I'm, he, he wants to only be able to form a <laughs> sentence if he's reading off a teleprompter at this point. And even even if he's doing that, he's got like two minutes tops. Yeah. Has he given a State of the Union yet? No. No. I mean, I I could be wrong. I I assume that he would still do that within his first year. I I know like he'll debt you know. On Google when they do. Yeah, I mean, I I assume that it was in like in February, like a couple months after he gets after he gets elected. I I know for a fact when it's not an election year, it'll be in January. Like you know, an actual State of the Union will take place, but. I'm I'm not regretting voting for him at all. Like I'm, he was the right choice, but like anybody who any, anyone, anyone who supports this guy, like truly supports him has to be honest with themselves when they see this kind of stuff and think, all right, you guys just have to admit he's not all there. He's, he's as not all there as any president I can remember. That's that's not what, uh, that's not what Joy pro democracy and mass Reed would say. Oh, Joy, Joy say? Reed's tweet. Since the oh, JFK era, the televised the televised press conference has essentially become a presidential requirement. I'm somewhat ambivalent on it, to be honest. It's mostly performative. But if you're watching Biden right now and still questioning his mental acuity, you're not keeping it real. She's a fucking. Done. If you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> like literally, Jesus. completely. Like uh, Erica sent me a great. Uh, it was like a TikTok thing, and it was that right there, and then it was this, the clip of Michael Scott saying, sometimes. Like, I don't even, I start a sentence. I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. That's it's probably it. Yeah. That's literally it. Oh, man. It's just incredible. Do you, do you guys think he's getting worse? I think he's getting worse. I think so. Yeah. Well, I just think, I don't know if he's getting worse, but it's There's just more like exposed. the more you oh, get yeah. exposed. More, yeah. yeah, I guess more exposed is the better way to put it. I mean, what was the thing? Like when he made that press conference um, like a couple weeks ago, I think... One one of you may have sent it, like the the the, the statistics, or maybe Eric sent it to me. I don't know. Someone did. It was like at this point, Obama had made like oh yeah. ten speeches. Trump had made six. This is Biden's first. Yeah, he set I'm a like, record, like yeah, longest like, in over a hundred years or something like that. Like that's like people. Gone. That's not by accident. Yeah, that's all part of the plan. Keep this guy out of the limelight as much as possible. Keeping him in the basement. Um, did you guys watch the Sager segment I sent today? Yeah. What do no, you think? I didn't. Um, Fill me in. Would, would check, would check. Jesus I mean, Christ. Is, Spe- not, speaking of losing it. Speaking yeah. of losing it. My God, my dude. I'm trying to remember. What was the We'd have an oh, easier time doing this with fucking Grandpa Joe. <laughs> it was about the CDC fear mongering, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had the same thoughts because I saw that article a couple days ago. Uh, the CDC new uh, director saying, um, "What was it? What was her exact wording?" The feeling of impending doom. Impending doom. Jesus like, Christ! As dark and morbid as could be. So I was very glad to see Sagar say, "Like, all right, yes, you're referencing a small piece of the science, but let's talk about all the science of things that are going much, much, much better, and not just continue to fear monger everybody into thinking we're about to have another shutdown." That's right. what her and Fauci are totally still doing. Yeah. Dude, did you, did you see universe. France just went into another fucking month-long lockdown? 
Jesus. They're they're fucking socialists. They <laughs> I mean, there. that is insane, dude. I would lose my mother effing mind. Like, if, if we if we have to go to another lockdown before, no, we're we out would of never. This. We would never. I, I bring it up because I was I was interested. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, the whole mask mandate thing. Yeah. Um. You know, and and like I have done many times uh, on this show, I, I stood corrected, right? I, I came out and I was like, everyone's going to be wearing masks, right? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I think you can definitely tell it's a little bit more lax here. Like I told you guys, there's, you know, yeah. people at bars congregating, right? I mean, stuff like that. Um, I think a vast majority of all, like everywhere I go indoors, that's not a bar or a restaurant. People are still wearing masks, but you know, the, the tone, what was like the tone and tenor that we heard when that mask mandate was lifted? It was basically impending doom, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I saw this and this pretty much sums it up. This was like the day after uh, Abbott did that. Score, there's some really disturbing news today out of the state of Texas, which is, of course, still recovering from that disastrous winter storm and catastrophic energy grid failure. Today, Governor Greg Abbott rescinded the state's mask mandate and declared Texas open for business. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, ending the statewide mask mandate. Did you hear that? I heard that. Just like that. No masks there of anyone in the room. Why would you want to wear masks if you're about to reopen the state? So Texas is reopening just like that, 100%. No business restrictions. No business restrictions. Think about that. Any business. There are lots of, say, nightclubs in Texas. You think nightclubs are a good thing to operate right now? And the mask mandate is repealed. Christian. Now, it is Keep one thing when you down. say we're going to let businesses open back up, even though I think foolish with respect to certain businesses, but businesses really are struggling, right? There's this awful trade-off that policymakers are making. But there is no upside to repealing a mask mandate at this point in the pandemic. In fact, mask usage is what could help you open up more safely. So he'll go on and on. I'm looking at a... Uh... An article written in Newsweek two days ago that coronavirus cases have dropped to a record low in Texas roughly three weeks after the state lifted uh, its mask mandate and reopened businesses. Awesome. And it's I checked today. It's still going down. So we're now, you know, four weeks, you know, coming on four weeks removed. And where where's the impending doom? That's the thing, man. Like, there's still just continues to be no science used to like make a mask mandate is decisions. just like anything else. It's fucking performative. That's uh, like, that's literally what I was gonna say. It's more about theater than it is about science. This whole yeah. past year has been. Yeah, like h- how often do you see people coming around and checking to make sure that the mask mandate is being upheld? Yeah, right. It's the same fucking I mean, thing before the mask mandate. After the mask mandate. Yeah, because really the only place it would even make that big of a difference is like outside. Everywhere else, it's up to the local business. Right. 
I mean, with with a mass mandate, I don't think it would be. I think you'd be mandated. Yeah, but I guess maybe I'm just referencing in the Northeast, like even if there isn't a mask mandate here, I think all businesses would still require masks when you go in them. That's why like every business here, it still has a sign on the outside mask required to enter. Yeah, that, that's my point. So I don't think we're lifting the mask mandate really did that much at all. Clearly not. Especially because no. it's outside, probably most of the non-mask activity where shit's not going to spread. So is anybody going to talk about this, though? Absolutely not. No. I mean, do you think it's, it's a- been mentioned once that we are now at a record low and it's almost a month after we lifted the mask mandate? They're not even talking about, dude, the fact that we're at a record low and things are trending in the right direction. When, when cases were climbing this past winter, it was a death count on CNN. Mm-hmm. But now I'd, be shocked are, they, I'd be shocked that they still didn't have it. Yeah, it, it's still up there. But now that things are getting better, there's no talk of it anywhere. It's just these articles of impending doom and kids still need to wear masks and you can't do this for three months. Like it, it's just all fear porn. Yeah. I, think, so I just, I disregard all of it at this point. I don't believe anything. I think, well, I think that's why Sagar did that, that radar is because, yeah. you know, I think it's still important. Like the, the messaging should of course not be, Hey, everybody, like just do whatever you want. Obviously not. Right. Everyone yeah. knows to wear a mask. Everyone knows to social distance, right? Whether it's being done or not is not up to the government, right? They're, by you telling them for the 1057th time to mask up is not going to change anything, right? So why don't we start painting a picture of, hey, this many people are va- like instead of a fucking death ticker cnn you fucking losers why don't you have a vaccination ticker and say we're getting closer 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 everybody keep going out and getting vaccinated you know this ticker like i'd have a little bar chart once it reaches this number you'd say we are free no more mass mm-hmm. keep getting vaccinated right i'm i'm fine with people saying keep wearing your masks indoors but once you get vaccinated, like you can do whatever the fuck you want with other vaccinated people. And frankly, yeah. in my opinion, you can do whatever the fuck you want with anyone else, period, that is willing to take that risk. Because it's America. We're yeah, I mean, we're, we're a year plus into this. Like, yeah, everyone knows the risks. Everyone knows how to avoid the risks. Right. Stop. Stop with the impending doom. We have a vaccine. It's being rolled out at an accelerated rate. The president's told us that we're going to have enough vaccines by May. Like we should be painting a positive light. Cause like you said, Jared, you fucking tune it out. Yeah. So many people tune it out because they're just sick of hearing the same they thing and getting credibility and getting told the same things over and over and over again. I, I, to me, I don't even know that it's like a loss of credibility. It's just, we're fucking tired of it. Yeah. Like who, who yeah. wants to, who wants to hunker down and stay inside anymore? No, no, thank you. I'll, I'll wear my mask indoors, right? I'll, I'm going to get vaccinated as soon as humanly effing possible. Like, what else do you want? Yeah. Enough of it. Enough. If people aren't willing to avoid the risks, 
then shame you know, on them. It's it's not yeah, yeah it's not our yeah. fault right. or the government's fault or anyone's fault that they got COVID other than them. Totally. Agree. I mean, you can self isolate if you want. Still, that no one's stopping you. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're like a frontline worker, right? Which I would hope at this point you've been vaccinated. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. And and, and this was uh, Biden two days ago. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor, and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And businesses require masks as well. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, risk more cases and more deaths. deaths. <laughs> Look, as I do my part to accelerate the vaccine distribution and vaccinations, I need the American people to do their part as well. Mask up. Mask up. It's a patriotic duty. So the day that the data came out and showed that a month after our mask mandate was lifted, he's asking us to reinstate it. (laughs) Why? Not referencing any science or data. Yeah, why? Like, everyone's enforcing it like how it should be, like on a local level. I mean, to me, this is just like such a small, another evident case of like the root of the problems with COVID of not using any science, not ever acknowledging, hey, we have ways to treat COVID now. Hey, COVID's going to kill you if you're obese, like take care of your health. All of these things take vitamin D, be outside. It's the opposite. It's stay inside. Yeah. Like it's I just like this is another example of that. Of Like I have no hope for the federal government message at this point or for any government message at this point to have any logic behind it. It's all theater. Right. Yep. And also if, if Texas continues to trend in this direction, it kind of spits in the face of all the stuff that all those other States have been doing with like these well, massive look at Florida, lockdowns. Adam, like, right. Dude, Florida has been open the whole time and their numbers were lower than California's California. Yep. Everything was closed. And we had talked about how crazy the numbers got. Right. So and what you know should what? we They're... believe now? And I think some of the stuff that Joe is saying there is true. I think that there was a uh, fault on Trump, right? As a leader, not to take it seriously initially. Um, there was a ton of mixed messaging with the CDC, which made things difficult. Uh, I think there were a number of errors that caused it to be as bad as it, as it is, but we are su- in a, such a different place now than we were then. It's like, why are you still saying the same things? Yeah. Like, and, and even if like, cases start to go up in texas they're going up everywhere so how can you attribute a fucking mask mandate to a rise in cases yeah cases are going up in rhode island and nothing's really changed here i mean wearing masks is so ingrained as a part of a behavior of everybody that i feel like it's going to take a while for people to get used to not having to bring a mask out you know it's going to be it's going to be a weird cultural adjustment the first time like you're not required to wear a mask in a store or something right it's going to seem off yeah. It's going to be years that people, I mean, look at, look at, I'm sure there'll China. still be a bunch of fucking, yeah. Well, I mean, they were still wearing masks. You will wear masks forever. Dude, yeah. Guaranteed. People were still wearing masks in Asia because of SARS. And that was how many years ago? I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah. There's, there's people who are just ridiculous. I had one of my cousins 
I don't know how, but she's like maybe 35, 40, somewhere around that. She's, she's older than me, so probably 40. Um, her and her husband both got vaccinated, like put this ridiculous Instagram post of first time going out to a restaurant with the family in over a year, like going out for breakfast with the family, like so thankful to be vaccinated and do our part. Like those are going to be the people who are just going to wear masks forever because they're going to be fucking told yeah. to by CNN. Like, look, if, if you're someone who's at risk, right. And you know it, like if, if I had diabetes, like I think of Greg all the time, you know what I mean? He's yeah. got like a bad, you know, he's, he's got that really bad. Um, I'd be, I'd be fucking terrified. Yeah. I'd be scared shitless. You wouldn't see my ass. I'd be white as a ghost, dude. I wouldn't see the light <laughs> of day ever. You know what I mean? And, and that's a hundred percent. You know, I respect it, understand it. Like I said, do the same thing. I'm sorry, man. Everyone else does not have to play by the same rules. Right. Like everyone, like everyone who's not at serious risk for this can live their lives and the response, like have some agency, have some responsibility on yourself, not to go around people that are at risk, right? If you're going to choose to, you know, go out and go to restaurants and stuff like that, places where you're interacting or you could be mingling with other people, like then choose to, you know, you got to choose who you hang around with. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? a choice. It should be everybody's choice. It should be everybody's yeah. personal, yeah, personal freedom of choice. As going forward, it should be that way. It shouldn't have to be like the the government dictates. Yeah, I mean, if this does. were right, if this were you know March thirty first of last year, right, we'd obviously be having a very different conversation. Sure. Um, but you know, <laughs> like literally, we have a vaccine that everyone's been told by the highest levels of government it'll be available right by the end of May. So I'm ready. I'm waiting my turn. Um, all right. So I'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch race for a, a short period of time. It's just something we have to do in this race podcast. and media bashing. That's Ooh, baby. And, and wokeness. We're becoming oh, incredibly, wokeness. incredibly predictable. Yes. Um, yeah. I've been obsessed with. So I, I'm going to, uh, this is a follow-up here, um, and I wanted to play this because we talked a lot about, you know, how the media was characterizing that awful shooting in Atlanta, and how that really drove a lot of like the national narrative. Um, and I was concerned about some of the things that can lead to right now. I don't, Jared, you didn't respond to. It. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but I know Adam, you saw that video. Uh, oh yeah. I Jesus mean, the, the, the you want to talk about racism, right? And blatant just the video, the lady in New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about a video, but I've I've read about it. Freaking hate crime. I mean, just awful. There's been a there's been a few things uh, over the last few days that you know, without question, uh, is you know directed specifically at that community, and it's terrible. So fucked um, up. Yeah, but this I think is what happens when the the narrative gets a little bit out of control. Um, and, and I thought uh, Sagar did a, a good job on it. One of the most stunning episodes in politics that I've seen in a long time happened yesterday. Senator Tammy Duckworth pledging that she will not vote 
for any Biden administration nominee on the floor of the United States Senate until they explicitly nominate more Asian American or Pacific Islanders. This is what she said. There's not enough AAPI representation. We work together. We're friendly with each other. We understand the situation. But she basically, and let's put this next one up on there in the screen, because this is where it really pissed me off, which is that she said, quote, I am a no vote on the floor on all non-diversity nominees. I will vote for racial minorities and LGBTQ, but not anybody, but anybody else I'm not voting for. So you just woke yourself into literal racial segregation. Like this is the, the point which uh, drives me insane. There's no discussion of policy. There's no discussion about what these people stand for. Right. It's the explicit admission that I'm only going to vote for people who aren't white or gay or LGBT. What? What is, excuse me? So what exactly does that you're gonna, mean? You're going to like paper bag test the nominees now? Yeah, is it, that what you're going to do? Exactly. Well, this leads to like Elizabeth Warren taking a blood test, right? And being like, well, I'm 0.0001% Native uh, American. I mean, this, this, is, this, this is what you memed yourself into like 1920s phrenology. Congratulations. And it really is disgusting because the media is holding this up as if it's some sort of brave, like, brave stand. stand on behalf of Asian Americans. And look, um, how are the policies of each of these nominees going to affect Asian American Asian Americans on a policy level. She's not bringing that up right. at all. The implicit assumption is that by having Asian Americans in Cong in the cabinet is going to help Asians. Okay, so let me give you an example. Elaine Chow, who is the Secretary of Transportation, let's say that she cut funding for a highway in California in a majority Asian um, population. Is that a victory for Asians? Yeah. Because an Asian did it? Well, it's, no. it's a like, great point, yeah. too, because actually, Elaine Chao, who is yeah. in a lot of trouble for a lot of cor alleged corruption, um, her defenders are using exactly this identity politics. Yeah. You're going after a trailblazing right. Asian American woman. It's yeah. all... So that is, and this is why I become so cynical about representation only politics, because oftentimes it covers for anything mm -hmm. substantive. And by the way, it wasn't just Tammy Duckworth. Then oh, yeah. Maisie Hirono joined in as well. Let's take a listen to what she had to say. Tammy's, Tammy's position uh, is that until she gets a commitment from the White House that there will be more diversity representation in the cabinet and senior White House advisory positions, she will not vote to confirm anyone who does not represent diversity. So this is not about pitting one diversity group against another. I think this is a, a well-articulated, focused position, and I am prepared to join her in that. I mean, how fucking insane is that? It's so fucked up. Part of it how, is so messed up. How is that not grounds to like impeach somebody that's saying I'm literally not voting for someone because of your skin color? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like, like you said, it's literally segregation happening before our eyes, but no one's calling it. Calling not even it trying to that way. hide the No, not at all. This. Being very upfront about it. <laughs> I, I, it's yeah. exhausting. <laughs> and and listen to to this this is uh you know a former uh white house member of a, some committee um on msnbc uh explaining why it's important 
to have uh, AAPI representation. Overall conversation about racism in America, you know, we all understand that at the root of racism is an effort to suppress communities of color, to suppress our voices, mm. to suppress our access to the corridors of power, and thereby influence our ability to actually impact a national agenda. What the Asian American community is looking for right now, especially in the backdrop of all of the attention we've been receiving due to the rise in violence and hate crimes against the AAPI community overall, we need more than just tokenism. It's not enough to say, well, we'll have someone who can be the AAPI outraged person at the White House. We want someone that's going to have yeah. access, someone that's going to be able to influence the broader agenda because we all have a stake in the common agenda, whether it's gun reform, health care, climate change, education, infrastructure. We care as much about those issues as everybody else does. And we want to have a seat at the table as those issues are being prioritized. And what, do you, what do you think about that? I didn't, I didn't really catch a lot of it. Me either. I was half zoned out. <laughs> it's been a lot of recordings on this episode. <laughs> yeah. You lost me. Can you can you summarize it for me? No. Come no. On. Nope. Uh. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll move on. What do you what do you want to talk about? I like the I like the religion one, but we'll save that for the end. Um, how about Adam's uh, New Rhode Island school bill? That's oh yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, well, that's when we may have some disagreements on. Sure. Okay. So um, it was reported uh, the other day that a bill was going through the Rhode Island General Assembly um, that would. Dumb question. Is that like the equivalent of like Congress for yeah for the House for like the state government? That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Um, so the bill is being introduced and it would uh, ban any divisive concepts in schools in, in public schools in general. So um, I, I, it's, it's main driving force, I think is it's trying to snuff out. It's backed by a few Republicans in the, in the, in the um, state Senate. So it's not, I mean, obviously, it's not um, they're definitely in the minority, I guess, in, in terms of the whole state supporting it. But generally, they're trying to eliminate people from saying that, like, oh, like you are inherently racist because you're white. And this the the state since it's part of the United States, Rhode Island's racist, um, United, you know, every state's racist. Like it, it's it's definitely trying to eliminate the idea that you shouldn't feel guilty because of your color the color of your skin. I think that's what it's um, attempting to do, even though I don't see it passing at, at all, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so, so what, what would be considered off limits? Like, would you be allowed to talk about like American history of like slavery, Jim Crow, well, rebuilding, yeah, etc.? So I, I would hope so. Cause that's, Inter Japanese that's the part. Yeah. It's so like, that's the part that would worry me about that because by talking about slavery, you're obviously, you know, putting a lot of blame on a lot of things, but obviously on the white plantation owners that um, that often get brought up. So would something like that be considered targeting a specific race and blaming them for an atrocity like slavery? Would that be snuffed out? I guess it's very no, I think they're talking about making it making the children that are learning the history not feel targeted or guilty. 
Like no one. I, did we ever feel targeted or guilty as white people learning about slavery and how well, fucking awful it no, was? But but, but Ty, we, we, we grew now. up we grew up in a very different time than than what, what kids are growing up in now. So that that's the only part that worries me. So I think it's intent. Well, I agree in, with in, in, what, in what sense? In what sense that now young white kids are going to feel bad about learning about slavery? You don't think that racial tensions are a little more heightened now than they were when we were in middle school? Not I wouldn't from... call it racial tensions. I would call it like I don't even know how I would describe it, but like now sing- you're singling people... more singling out of of a certain race is that like the whole white supremacy thing. Like I guarantee you that will make its way into some schools when racism comes in and you're yeah, going to have very, a you're going to have a like, than, than like just historical facts. Well, that that like, was my question is like, where do you where do they draw that line with this bill? Well, that's the so. thing. I, I hope they draw the line at just saying like, hey, you're white. You should feel bad about slavery because people who own slaves are white. I right. hope it's, it's really that, it's really that just I agree with trying yeah. to give the Heisman to critical race theory, which is that like racism, that's biological, critical. Yeah. Race and that, you know, you have to absolve of your white privilege right. and all those things that Adam went over. You got to be a white trader like that. That's what they're talking about. Like the yeah, stuff we saw at Coca-Cola no chance. People are going to vote for that thing. No, not at way all. too scared. Not at all. But. I mean, yeah, I, I would I would think that most people would say like, all right, yeah, these are 11, 12, 13 year old kids. I'm just thinking from the middle school perspective, they shouldn't have to come into school and then be told like, hey, you know, we're going to talk you're, about you're some, a white supremacist. Yeah, we're going to talk about some right. topics and you portray you resemble the kind of people that, you know. Really highlighted slavery and made it part of their culture. So you should feel bad about that. I agree. Like you shouldn't be subjecting kids to that kind of stuff. Um, I, I guess the broad wording of like, because di- in, in the actual bill, it keeps saying decisive, or, or sorry, d- d- divisive concepts. So I'm just saying that's kind of broad. So I, I, I think like oh, you were saying, Ty, I think they're the targeting what we're, yeah. what we were just discussing. I just want, I just worry like if that were to pass, depending on who's in, you know, who's the principal or who's the superintendent. Well, because slavery is like, not a concept, right? It, it's... Well, no. It it's, actually it's a literal. It's a literal thing. Right. Yeah. So I think the word concepts is the word they should have used because a lot of critical race theory is conceptual and, you know, based in these people's opinions that write these books. Right. Isn't it you know, so some funny of it's that... not like some of it is talking about like systemic racism and stuff that is true. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of it that just goes too far. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I was going to say, isn't it so funny, though, that like Republicans are all about don't let the government tell me what to do unless it makes their argument for them. Then like suddenly <laughs> yeah. no abortion, like things like this government tells you you can and can't talk about like they're just like both parties are so full of shit and just trying to like yeah it's 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 like uh, i'm only gonna use these things when they benefit uh, when they're convenient for me yeah Yeah. same thing with like the border crisis dude ted cruz is like going on a uh media tour ridiculous dude like come on dude give me a break like who would ever take you seriously at this point right who would take that ugly fucking fat baby seriously anyways (laughs) i mean i don't know good question but yeah 
Did, did right. I ever tell you guys when I watched that um, Bobby Kennedy series, like how shocked I was at how they talked about black people on TV in the sixties? No, well, I it just was, I just totally just tuned I just tuned you out. I wasn't even listening. When I, when I watched that Bobby Kennedy documentary series about like kidding, Kennedy, I fucking heard you. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it was jarring. Like literally, do the president in a press conference referred to black people as Negroes. Like it was just as that's what they were. Everybody talked about them that way. And like, nobody thought twice about it. And that was in our parents' lifetime. That wasn't yeah. that long ago. So like, it was all about one of the episodes is about, I guess, university of Alabama, the first public college to allow black students, public university to allow black students as opposed to being a segregated black college. Um, and like he was literally on TV, JFK saying, well, I feel the Negroes should be able to. And it's like, Jesus, dude, is that really like how you were just, these people were talked about that? Yeah. I mean, that was just, what I mean, okay and that was, then. that was just over 60 years ago. So it's really yeah. not that long ago when that was not even normal. 60 years ago. That was in the, not 60s. even 60. Yeah. In the sixties, but like not that long ago is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. But it made, me, it made me think of it just like, all right, if we really hey, are. Hey, Jared, you well, know we're in 2021, right? Yeah, 1960 was. So 1960 60, to now would be ago. 60 years, so 61 years. If from 1960, talking. yeah. That happened in the 60s, so almost 60 years. Yeah. It didn't happen in 1960. Okay. I know. So, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Around 60 years is what I was, what split I was going in hairs. for. But yes. my, the reason I brought it up was like, shit like that when you're talking about racism like that kind of needs to be talked about the fact that like our political leaders and news commentators and tv personalities call black people negroes until the 80s that's pretty yeah. wild i mean and i certainly like when we talk about like things like reconstruction i mean i'll use primary sources like um you guys like heard of black codes no so black codes were pretty much like laws that only applied to freedmen. So this is like after the civil war and like states like put these into actual, like they were bills and it actually became laws. Like, uh, like you can look up like the, the Louisiana black codes, the Georgia black codes. And it's just like laws that don't apply to anybody except former slaves or just African-Americans in general. And the wording is always Negro. Negro this, Negro that, and I know that was so in the eighteen bad, that was in the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies mainly, but but still, I mean, like that language, almost a hundred years later, was still pretty commonplace, um, you know, up until the civil rights movement, uh, and no one really batted an eye at it. Doesn't make it right. It's just that was the time. That was just the context of the time. Yeah, crazy. All right. Where do, you, where do you want to take us, Jared, since you're going to fall asleep on us? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, what else did we have on the list other than the religion question? Um, we can save Stay Woke for later, but... And Stay Woke, yeah. Yeah, other than that, I mean, that's all I had. Yeah, yeah, that's all we had. Yep. All right, let, let's do, we'll do the religious question, because I think that'll be a good debate, and then we'll do Stay Woke. Oh, and then we got your uh, introspective thought that got postponed to today 
I couldn't remember what it was. Do you guys remember? It was where if you could take like a paid sabbatical, like a three month pay or three week or three month paid sabbatical oh, yeah, where, anywhere. Where would you want to live? Where would you want to live? Yeah. Sorry. Right. So we'll do the religion first and that, and then, then we'll go to stay woke. Deal. So up with the, the religious debate. Yeah. What, what's sure. going on with that? Yeah. So I reached out for some, uh, uh, listener feedback, listener, um, contributions, uh, for introspective stuff. And, uh, we got one from a listener and, uh, so with Easter this weekend, um, figured to be a good time to bring up religion. Um, so it's a multi-part question. So do you believe in, in God? And, you know, I guess if not, do you wish you had faith? Um, and then I got so, but I'm not so you, you good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was interesting because, uh, this, uh, listener did say that, um, you know, my grandmother, grandmother and grandfather believe that the world is the way it is because, you know, church and religion god aren't in people's lives i thought that do, was do a we, really interesting do question we, to do discuss. we agree with that so adam you can start um i mean i guess in general i think all three of us feel Don't pretty speak similar for my religion about religion in general what's your religion mo don't speak about it. <laughs> carnivore diet. Don't, yeah, right. Carnivorism. Um, do I think that religion not being no, you gotta, in people's lives has... Do you believe in God? I believe there's a higher power. Yes. I don't know what the hell it is. And I don't really believe in too much of like the scripture shit and all that. But I think it'd be hard to imagine that we're the only kind of beings... I think you're thinking exist. of aliens, dude. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thinking about aliens. I just feel like that there there has to be some other force outside of like just like nature and shit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay. It may not even be something that's super influential. It could be something even bigger than God. I have no idea. But do you I, believe I, in life after death? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. It's hard. I just always pick like I can't imagine. Imagine just like it just it's like just goes black and and that's it. And it's like that forever. I guess you wouldn't really know that because you're not conscious anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, you're not sitting in the dark saying fuck. Yeah. Like you're obviously <laughs> not. I mean, I wish it was like Buddhism or, you know, reincarnation and all that. would be kind of cool. Man, to who's, come back. who's to say it's not? It could be. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like there's. There's something out there. I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll let the group answer the first two parts, and then we can kind of dive into that second piece. What were, what were the two parts? Do you believe in God? And then if not, do you wish you had faith? So I guess I can ask you, since you really you really don't believe in God, you just said it was some alien. Yeah, I, believe, I don't believe in... It could be something. It could be God. It you could believe be whatever. in xenomorphs. <laughs> what's, a, what's a xenomorph from the movie alien oh fuck that'd be they probably do exist so do you somewhere. do you wish you had faith i don't know i don't i don't think so i mean 
I've never been one to like really get into it, even as a kid, like when we had the CCD and shit and like my worst. mom would make us like go to church. It was always more of like doing something as a family. It wasn't like about hearing the word of God from whatever priest happened to be there that day. So I, I, I mean, I, I don't really I don't really crave faith it's not something i <laughs> it's not something i like think about like i wish i would have had it so no i don't really uh, i don't really care about having the faith or not i guess Rise up! Rise up! i can see adam being a fucking preacher in another life like what what kind of creature because again if, if you're talking creature. about oh they said a creature, a creature. I, thought, I thought we were back on buddhism you can see me being i don't know if i can be a preacher man wouldn't you love to say rise up to a crowd of people? Yeah, if I like went down to like like the the Bible bell, I probably yeah. wouldn't have to say anything. I just have to sprinkle God in there every now and then and people be like, I can, amen, I can, guess, amen. I can slide you in down here. Sure, yeah. Totally sign me up. Sign me up. Our church, our church is big in Dallas. Is that a serious question? What do you what do you think? Well, I don't like they're bigger in the south, but I know Dallas is like pretty um like transplanty, so I didn't know if it's the same there. Yeah, yeah. I would say big. it's pretty big. Have you guys found a church yet? Still looking. Still, the the search continues. <laughs> All right, um, you go next. Uh... So, do I believe in God? No. Um, I'm sorry. I, like, I don't. I, I would still leave it open to consideration. You know what I mean? But I, I just I don't know what would ever convince me that. You know, there is God in the way that they talk about God. Um, Do you think there's something, maybe not God, but something out there like kind of dictating things or you just don't think there's any? It's just us. It's just us. And, and are we talking about aliens again? Or are we talking about God? Because I do believe that there's definitely other life well, out in the universe. No, I'm not. No, but like some other forces at work, like that could be God. That could be just some. And what do those forces. forces do? I don't know. There's a lot of it's very ambiguous. Happen. There's a lot of miracles out there that it's hard. There's a lot of like, what would I be saying? Yes to is my question. Do you think there's some forces out there that, that control certain aspects of life that people, as opposed to uh, everything uh, being just pure circumstance, uh, people attribute. Like, yeah. What people attribute to God's work or God doing this. No, I do not. No, I do not. Okay. So then do you, I guess I, I believe in a higher power. I think that I don't think everything's up to just, you know, it just so you think there's what? So way. what's predestined in your mind then? I don't know. I, I I guess I don't really. I haven't really thought about it too much. I'm just I'm open to the idea of something being out there, along with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> These forces, man. Maybe they're the aliens making the forces. I don't know. There's been a lot of UFO sightings lately. I don't think it's a coincidence. A lot. Um, do I wish I had faith? Um. I don't know. No, not really. Um, I agree with Adam. You know, I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin. I'm pretty happy. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm lacking anything in my life. Yeah. Pretty cozy in the secular world. Yeah. Um, so, no. What would the secular mean? Like the non-religious por- portion of, okay. of the world. So, so Kyle's um, show is called non-religious talk interesting <laughs> there you go because i All think right. he's like used to be like no moses sharp thinker 
<laughs> really put connected those dots <laughs> yeah. there. I never knew what secular meant. There you go. All right, Mo. Do you believe in God? Um, I do not. No. Um, I I'm I don't know. I don't believe in a higher power, but I do believe that there's a higher things... power. No, right. I, I think I believe that there are forces at work that are in play in certain aspects just of ditto, certain. Just ditto life. me. Ditto my answer. No, I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I think that there are things that we can't control in our lives that. I don't think like a higher power is like, okay, he, there's a linear path. Jared's going to end up here, but I think there's some type of energy to the universe. Maybe it's science, maybe it's something else that kind of makes things work out the way it does. Um, I don't know. I, I, I truly believe like the cheesy saying, everything happens for a reason. Like I really believe that. Like, I don't think all of it is pure luck that that decision happened to you. What is it? higher power i think it's science man like I think- <laughs> How the fuck? Well, science is the equivalent of uh, to, to magic to to you so i mean yeah well like i, I guess like it's could be like the way that our brains of combination of nurture and nature are wired predispose us and other people to create this crazy ecosystem of billions of mini decisions being made in parallel that turn into this symphony called life. Oh, so you pretty much you pretty much just said like you think there's something else out there without No, no, you pretty much just said yeah, like everyone makes their own little tiny decisions those tiny little decisions turn into things that are not then caused by those tiny decisions that were made in agency (laughs) (laughs) oh christ jesus christ oh christ by the way why how did you fucking forget your mic again i meant to text you about that oh my god you gonna have it next week? Probably not. <laughs> this is out. I don't sound that bad, do I? Yes, you do. Wait, how long are your parents gone for? They get back next Tuesday, so I guess oh, if we okay. record next Wednesday, I'll be fine. <laughs> so to answer, do I wish I was religious? Um, a little bit. Like I do think I envy how much people have faith and think it's a like a world is bigger than just them i think that's an important characteristic to being at peace and happy but i also think a lot of those people are crazy like you don't really meet anybody from our generation who's religious who's you'd really trust to be all there um and i also think a lot of people blame religion as kind of like the excuse for or like get out of jail free card for everything like your life could be a total mess you just make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision because you got jesus you're all right so i guess i didn't answer the question jesus take the wheel 
Well, but do you wish you, I think you did. You said, oh. yes, you kind of wish you were a little I, I more. Wouldn't, little wouldn't you want that? That sounds like the Jared mindset of, I don't need material things. I'm good. I got God. I got God on my no, side. No, because I don't, because I don't think God's real. I think it's, it's helpful for them. They have that thing that they're believing in that keeps them grounded, but I'd rather not believe in a fake thing and just like actually like live a good life. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's that's the key. I mean, you're you're saying you'd rather not believe in a fake thing, but to to some people that grow up in yeah. other parts of the country, it's not a fake thing. It's a yeah, this guy's I, I literally agree. hanging up in the cloud somewhere. It's as real as the over. hand in front of my face to them. Right. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that, but like in terms of them praying to God and that actually having an impact in their life. There is zero evidence that that's ever happened. A prayer has like actually turned into any real benefit in your life. But those a bunch of small prayers could add up. <laughs> sure could. Could be a part of that symphony we call life. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short is no, I don't wish I was religious. Wait. If I had to choose. Oh man. But if I was religious, I wouldn't be mad. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. So you went from, I kind of wish I was a little religious, even though it's batshit crazy. So I don't wish I was religious, but I wouldn't hate being religious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. Weird. All right. So, so the, the second question. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep it with Jared. Um, so that was kind of the second part of it. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, obviously we didn't grow up in that time, but you know, you imagine what it was like, whatever, 60 years ago, you know, 50 years ago, I guess, if they were our age, you know, and, and our grandparents, I think religion was much more predominant. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, so the question was, um, do you, well, it wasn't really a question, but I'm going to turn it into one in the sense that do you believe that the world is in the state it's in partially because religion has fractured from mainstream. So I went back and forth on this in a little bit, I know shocker, but uh, if the question is partially, I think, yes, I do think so. Because I think religion brings a lot of very important values to society. If you follow them, like I don't remember what all the 10 commandments are, but they're things that makes it very basic, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Goodwill. Like, don't judge, don't judge thy neighbor, like things like that. And, and I think like if we all practice those in our day to day, like dude, cancel culture would not be a thing. If everybody woke up every day and said, I'm not going to judge people because I haven't walked in their shoes. Like, I think that would make the world a better place. But I also think most people who are religious, I won't say most, but a lot of people who are religious are also just full of shit. And still live the exact same life. They just go to church on Sunday. Like they don't actually practice everything Jesus says. You know what I mean? Like how many religious people have had kids out of wedlock and affairs and alcoholics? Well, but to your to your point though, to your point that that doesn't have to be what religion's about, right? It it, it can be more rooted in just those kind of core good principles. Yeah. Yeah. Community. Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in all of those t positive attributes, and I think, it, I think even dude, like if it wasn't religion, but even like we just had like better senses of community, 
the impact it would have on like mental health and all that of like actually knowing your neighbors and having like just bumping into people and I don't know like remember when you're kids you just like showed up at people's houses like you'd go swing by an aunt's house or a grandmother's house unannounced and like the door was open you hung out for a few hours like whatever oh, you can't right? go to your aunt's house anymore i would be very weird if i just knocked in my aunt's house unannounced yeah i mean I, I would i would think it would be but i feel like that wasn't Jared? weird back what are you back doing in the, <laughs> yeah back, back in the day when we oh. were, I, that wasn't weird you don't so what do you ride a bicycle to your aunt's Not house by myself like with my family so just they wouldn't say a word. They would just drive over and walk in the door. Yeah, no, no notice sure. given. I feel like we did that. We definitely did that for my both my grandparents. We would just stop by. Yeah, I definitely felt like that. Well, that was I the mean, way things went. Like in the neighborhood, like you'd walk yeah. to someone's house because like it's a street or two down the down the way. But I don't know what got me on that rabbit hole. But community, I think, is important as well with religion. So yes, I, I don't. I don't think it's solely to blame i think it would certainly help in the current situation adam i don't know how much it would help i mean i i i, I agree with a lot of what you said jared because outside of like the religious parts of religion you know there's just like basic like be a good person and do the right thing and all that stuff which yes it's a important aspect of religion in a lot of ways, but that's also just being a good person in general that doesn't have to be religious. I feel like there's also been a lot of times in our history when things have been relatively just as like, you know, just as bad as things are now. And religion was just as, it was a lot bigger than it is now. Like we've been in the middle of like global conflicts at points in our history, world wars, um, civil war and when 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 religion was for a lot of people it was the only thing that got them up in the morning yeah so i yeah i I, yeah so i don't know if it would be if 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 people were if our generation took religion more seriously and we were more religious and less like spiritual or whatever um i don't know if things would be that much different because there's a lot of like for every good person that's you know considers himself a religious person isn't there's another shithead that considers themselves um a religious person so i don't know if it would be much different if at all yeah i'd be curious to see what their answer would be to be like if i challenged them and said well what exactly do you mean right adam to your point like what do you think is so worse now compared to any other time in history Right, I, right. I agree with your guys' comment there. I don't think there's anything that's worse now than any time in history. This is probably the best time ever to be alive. Yeah. Right. I mean, think about like in the 70s and 80s, dude. I mean, that was when all like the serial killers were running rampant across the country. Right. And you, you know can argue I mean? religion was a lot Wars. bigger then than it is now. Yeah. 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 In terms so, of making a living, dude, like you'd be happy just to get a job at a fucking mill working 80 hours a week to be able to put food on the table for your family like our grandparents generation right so like i I, what i think they're talking about is culture war i think that's what they're thinking about when they say maybe less divided i would definitely agree with that and what's the reason for that social media i think media in general i think we'd say media and social media 
But I think the lack of community comes from it, dude. Because when all your but it comes from social with, media for me. But but I think they they go hand in hand when all your interactions with people are through anonymous sound bites, as opposed to looking somebody face to face and realizing you're not that different. Maybe you have some different beliefs, but you're not that different. Like you're going to be way less divided if these are real people. Like most of these Twitter social justice warriors, they're pussies. They would never say this to somebody's face. No, of course not. Well, that's, that's what I mean, right? I think social media has driven all of it because, again, like the the, it's like even greater than the eighty twenty rule on Twitter. Don't you think that, to like probably five percent of the people on Twitter are driving all the shitty discourse. So the right? rule is ninety. It's ninety nine one. The um, it's so this. I heard this on a podcast the other day. For most like social media communities, ninety percent are lurkers and don't post. They just like view. Yeah. Nine percent post regularly, and one percent post like the large majority of all of the the content and yeah. conversation and dialogue. Yeah. So, in a non social media world, where do those one percent? What do those one percenters do? They're in their basement. Scream to the <laughs> sky, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it, they don't infiltrate everyone's lives and the media can't infiltrate everyone's lives or couldn't rather uh, the way it can now. Like we couldn't do this podcast. We would have to sit down and watch the nightly news if we wanted to make a comment on what was going on. Right. You know what I mean? Um, now, it, it, that has its downsides to Jared. I mean, Jared brings it up, right? I mean, it's definitely driven this sort of realignment awakening right where people are definitely more aware of like the terrible parts of politics that you know have been pervasive for as long as the government's been around and i think that's important but just the bullshit bickering culture war identitarian politics stuff is all fueled by online social media yeah right and I, I think like one analogy of looking at it, like I think the our country is kind of like we're like all in a big restaurant and we're all sitting at our own tables and like the kitchen's like the, like, like the big meeting. Another, another Adam analogy here, just, folks. Wait, strap wait, in. Just strap in. Hold on. <laughs> the big media. Okay. They are the, like, they're the chefs. They're, they're, they're the, they're the line cooks and everything. They're kind of setting the you know, send the plates up and everything like that, <laughs> cooking up the dishes, things that we would absorb if we like went out somewhere to absorb it. And social media, that 1% that you guys are mentioning, they're like the waiters and waitresses. They're the ones like taking that shit and like bringing it directly to our tables where like it becomes more in your face and it wouldn't be as big of a deal if you didn't go to that restaurant or whatever and get that <laughs> dish or something. So that's kind of the way I'm thinking of it. So are we able to order our own dishes at this restaurant, though, or are they chosen for us? No, they're chosen for you. It's like a oh. preset. It's a preset thing. You just have to like pick and choose. Is it a Italian? Because you can pick or? and you can pick to watch. You can choose to watch Fox News and get it's all your only, conservative only takes. I only <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some some people it's strictly like give me like they the the wokest bipoc night. <laughs> <laughs> they got the woke. They got the woke menu on on Wednesday nights. Um, you can choose your CNN. You can choose your Fox News. Like the preset menus, and then you have these one percenters bring it right to you and just put it right in your face. But like, think about how little, like truly how little our people, our grandparents age understand about what social media is and the power it has. Dude, even Like they can't even, they, 
they would not be able to understand at all what we're talking about. Like they Even don't. My under- parents, dude. My parents yeah. spend zero time on social media. So like, oh, same. You, yeah. you you describe like woke politics and cancel culture, then they have no idea what you're talking about. They'll just yeah. see the Dr. Seuss headline on NBC for right. three right. minutes on the NBC nightly news, and that's it. Yeah, I envy them. Must be I nice. Definitely do. Yeah, I was thinking today. I'm ready for a little detox. Maybe once every other month, I'm like, I'm gonna unplug from this shit for a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I, it's tough for me because I, I do, I have, like, I, I do get a lot of the culture war stuff, unfortunately, because it's just like news of the day. But I have curated a pretty good like news feed. So like, you I know am, what I've I, actually, I do feel like I'm getting very informed. You know what I unfollowed a lot of. This isn't on Twitter, Instagram posts. I got to the point where <laughs> good just for you. A, lo- you a go, large <laughs> majority of my Instagram feed. Or just these chicks I have known nothing about with big with, ass booties, with big booties and Instagram filters, just like obviously looking beautiful, but just representing everything that's wrong with social media. It's like, all right, why the hell am I just going to Instagram just stare at these like Photoshop pictures of fake people? I want like real people and real businesses and it's other mis- things that are local that's mis- to me. Misinformation, dude. It is. So I, I now every time an Instagram ho pops up, I click unfollow. Wow. After, hey. after a few swipes through and then you unfollow. Yeah. Get a little spank breakthrough, bank going. breakthrough moment. That must have been streets. tough for you, Jared. That was brave of you to do that. It was very brave. <laughs> I need to get a t-shirt like Jim Acosta. <laughs> I, I unfollowed. Big buns and bites. <laughs> no, buns, buns and bites is saying on the, on the list. <laughs> all right get us woke will you all right here we go strap in because we got a doozy stay woke all right first off here's a little teaser okay hot seat woke hot seat heterosexual and homosexual men we're all in this together dudes all right so <laughs> sakura Beads. dudes we're all in this together <laughs> sakura harunu defender at Third Robbins tweeted this out. Lesbians are allowed to hate, hate on men, but gay men are not allowed to hate on women. I hope this clears things up for everyone. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're <laughs> all wondering. Thumb That's incredible. Emoji. Read that and again. Lesbians are allowed to hate on men, but gay men are not allowed to hate on women. I hope this clears things up. For everyone. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Thumbs up emoji. I hope. But this wait, clears there's more. Up. There's more. She had to clarify because, of course, people are like, um, what are you clearing up for us? What are you talking about? <laughs> she goes, yes, in all caps, I hate men and proudly I do. <laughs> and hating men is not the same as hating women. If you hate women, you're a horrible person. Oh men, my God. <laughs> men deserve to be hated. Do you see the shit that they do on a daily basis? Have you seen what they've done to our economy and our world? Don't get me started, bitch. Whew. Yeah, that's I'm, sure, nice I'm sure we'd have a, a real pleasant, com- that one. real pleasant conversation with Should her. Have, have a Sakura Harunu defender on the the pod. You think she has a husband? Uh, <laughs> I don't think she can. I don't think she can morally have. I a husband. fucking hate you. That's what she wakes up and says every day. Yep, pretty much. All right, here's a nice topical one. Next in the hot seat, Oral Roberts. 
No. Oral Roberts, yes. So the, the um, no, that's Jesus Oral Redfucker. What's Oral Roberts? It's Orville, not yeah, Oral yeah. Redenbacher. So yeah. you got both things wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I said Oral Redenbacher. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh man. God. We combined the it. two. Jesus. Maybe All right, I well, really am like how the hell are you going to get on a work call? You're just going to sit there and fall asleep on it. It's yeah, I'm just not going to say a word. Well, Jared, while you were under your rock, the NCAA tournament was going on. And um, as is as is customary, there's always one or two uh, Cinderella teams that everyone gets behind. And it's really exciting. Oral Roberts was the team of, of, of this this tournament that beat Ohio State. 15 seed beat a two seed. Then they beat Florida. Another upset. And they end up losing in the Sweet 16. And it's always great because, like, everybody can get behind the Cinderella team. Everyone can just enjoy some good basketball, except a few liberal journalists out there who are condemning Oral Roberts. Because if you weren't if you weren't aware, Oral Roberts is an evangelical Christian university. Didn't know that. And we all know how the Christian people and Christianity in general looks upon the uh, LGBTQ plus community. So um, people have been condemning Oral Roberts, um, which has been around for God knows how long, but you know, nobody can just enjoy like a cool story, like an uplifting story to see like this little school, like make a ton of noise. They almost made it to the elite eight. They were That's like, a- they were one <laughs> shot away from making it to the elite eight. And the only thing some of these reporters could think about writing was, Man, they hate lesbians and gays, and they yeah. Like that's what I was just thinking of. I was trying in my head to picture what those people look like and what they're doing. (laughs) Like, can you just picture them like watching that game and being like, "Son of a bitch, something doesn't seem right here." These fucking assholes. Let me go look. Let me go look up the the history of Oral Roberts. Yeah. So you know. like, like, you know, the, the old mantra, we can't have nice things. I don't know if it's old, but we say it a lot. So we can't have nice things because people like these loser journalists have to poke holes into everything. But anyway, yeah, boo that journalist. Do the, Mor- do the Mormons, um, are they, I guess Mormons aren't Catholic or aren't Christian, right? Well, it's, a, yeah, well, it's, it, I mean, Christian. Christianity is a large umbrella of different religions and the Mormons are somewhere in there, somewhere in that group. How do they feel about LGBTQ community? What, how do they feel about it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you're speaking of two Mormons, so we we can tell you exactly how they feel. (laughs) I just think that because BYU, they're like, they're always pretty relevant in sports. I wonder if they haven't gotten canceled yet. All I know is that Mormons love soaking. That's it. I don't really know anything else about him other than Brigham Young, who's their founder. Brigham Young. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next in the hot I seat. Think are... we've, I, I think something's wrong with him. <laughs> well, you heard I'm it from very, him. He He's had a long day and his day's not over day. yet. I'm so that, that system can only handle so much. He looks like he just got fucking knocked out in a UFC fight. Then he came on I'm to I'm chat fully reclined on the recliner right now. It is my head up. I got a head control on this recliner. Did you bring your kettlebells? No, but my parents have some weights here. There you go. All right. Next in the hot seat are fans of roller coasters. Do you guys like roller coasters? 
I yeah. love roller coasters. Yeah. I, I tolerate them. I, I my head, I you just throw up such, afterwards. I just throw up everywhere <laughs> after you so, like them. They just don't like you. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, all right. So California is uh, slowly, slowly, but surely starting to reopen, um, including a lot of its theme parks. But there are, impending you know, impending doom. Yes. So in order to combat yeah. the impending doom and to have people, you know, go to the theme parks, spend money, all that stuff, um, the California Attractions and Parks Association has put forth a plan that encourages riders to remain silent while on roller coasters. They don't want people screaming, which again is like something you can't control. Like if you like, <laughs> hey, hey, if you're going, imagine like, a roller coaster with everybody holding in their screams. Well, That'd be dude, ridiculous. Like, I pictured like, like one of the last, the probably the last like major roller coaster I've been on. It's been a few years. Was rock and roller coaster. Yeah, and that was I, like 15 years ago. No, I'm saying like that. Well, yeah, I haven't been on a lot of roller coasters, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Well, but that no, no, but I went on like I I I went down to Florida. Actually, my uh, Jared, we were seeing Mike, and I was going to visit my cousin Madison and Haley on my way over there. So I I spent a couple of days with Madison, and we got into Disney, and I went on a rock and roller coaster. I think that's the last oh, okay. time I've been. So you've been more recently, then? Yeah, I've been more recently. Were you were, were you referring to uh, yeah, high school? You literally, oh, okay. no, no, well. No, was it in high school or when we were? Oh no, a, yeah, a, a kids that you threw up after. It was when we were kids and I yacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had a lot of luck luck with roller coasters, but I dare somebody to go on rock and roller coaster. And I get it, it's it's an indoor roller coaster. That's a little actually. actually no, it'd be even worse, right? Because they're not outdoors. It'd be even more imperative for these Californians to keep people from screaming. But I dare somebody to go on a roller coaster like that and keep their mouth closed. It's impossible. I mean, you, you, it's yeah. It's a primal instinct. Your body just goes from zero to sixty <laughs> in four seconds. You're gonna I just, scream, I just and then you go people, upside down. Yeah, like on a roller coaster, just doing this the whole time. Like, no, I'd be like moving around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they they are encouraging riders to remain silent while barreling through the air on roller coasters to prevent the spread of COVID. Jesus and reopening Christ. guidelines in the Golden State call for businesses to limit activities such as singing and shouting to stop the spread of the deadly virus, the deadly COVID virus. So keep your mouth shut on the roller coasters, people. Keep the mouth shut. So pretty much if you scream at a roller coaster, you are a murderer is what yeah. I gathered from that. You do not um, care about America. Next in the hot seat is the theater. The theater, not movie theaters, but like the original theater. Okay. And um, in Minnesota, there's this uh, there's this theater group. It's called the uh, Chanhassen Dinner Theater. I guess there's you go there, you have have a bite to eat and you watch a show or whatever. And they had planned a uh, production of Cinderella. We all remember Cinderella, uh, another Disney film. Um, And it was replaced it was scrapped like recently um, for Footloose instead because the there were concerns of the Cinderella cast being quote too white. So here is a uh, message from the uh, Chen Hassan Dinner Theater Group. After careful consideration and with our ongoing commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, 
oh, sorry, and inclusion, Chanhassen Dinner Theaters have made the decision to cancel our upcoming production of Rogers and Hammerstein's or Hammerstein's Cinderella. Our hope is in, wow, I can't talk. Our hope in beginning the production process again with a new title will allow us to put into practice an intentional process based on the work we have been doing towards equity and inclusivity. So so this is what, when you two dummies just tuned out, the, the video that I played early in the episode, my, my point behind playing that was going to be that we have now turned to a point where like literally people think of themselves as a part of like one race and like that's how they identify. And that guy was saying like, you know, I want to see the table. As- Asians want to be able to influence policy. It's like, aren't we all just fucking one people? Like, what are yeah. we talking about here? Right. Like, you know, and like same the song, thing with the theater the world, story, right? We yeah. are the world. Dun, 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 we are dun. the children. Exactly, man. Yeah. We are the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we want to increase equality by segregating the people. Or, or just like checking boxes and making sure like, okay, I have X number of uh, Asian Americans or Pacific Islanders. Okay, I need to have X number of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Latino. Well, that uh, that was that was the goal of Biden's cabinet, right? Wanted to be he yeah. wanted to be a snapshot of America, right? So that that's what and Sagar said it. He's like, none of nothing ever had like is having to do anymore with like credentials, qualifications, like what you nope. bring to the job experience. It's so much easier to display identity politics. It's, it's just you know like, literally just what do you look like? Yeah. What do you look like? Who are you sleeping with? How, how would it <laughs> Pretty much that's it. <laughs> Who are you fucking? Who are you fucking? What do you look like? <laughs> Sir, I have a resume. No, no, no. Just you put that aside. I got two questions for you. Who you Does fucking? your bum hurt when you sit down? <laughs> That's all I, I need totally to know. I totally did not pick up what Adam was talking about until that comment. <laughs> I thought even like they were sleeping with somebody to get a job. Oh, no. I meant just like sexual orientation. Sorry. I wasn't clear enough. Ty, did you get that? Was it, was it clear enough that the joke I made? Was, did that yeah, clear that's the, yeah I, think <laughs> that, I think that cleared the air <laughs> the, for... The sore some, uh, butt connected the dots. Sure. <laughs> All right. This one's uh, a little uh, a sore subject for all of us because we all grew up in the same... Speaking of sore, speaking of sore, um, this is a sore subject for all of us who grew up, you know, reading certain books because the next on the last on the hot seat for this week is our very own Captain Underpants. Captain fucking Underpants. Um, He was the best. I got got like an adrenaline rush just thinking about those, the covers, the shiny covers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great book. They, they, great. they made a movie about it. And I, I say book. There are so it's many books now. And there's been so many spinoffs of the books. And it's just some dude wearing a cape. It's like a blanket. It's a fat Literally, dude it's Jared, dude. He's wearing a fucking diaper cape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking like at magic. Captain Underpants right now. <laughs> He's got like magic underpants. Um, That's going to be for the next Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> With, with this, your little ass cape. Yep. Floating in the wind, <laughs> fluttering in the wind. Um, so there was a book that was published. Again, one of several books that they have and all the spinoffs and, and that we talked about, movies, whatever, TV shows. 
There was one book that was published in 2010 that had recently been taken off shelves due to passive racism. Okay, so the, the book is a graphic. So for those of us who aren't aware, and this is, comes directly from the article, the book is a graphic novel supposedly written by two fictional friends who feature the captain who are featured in the Captain Underpants books, and they follow these cave boys in this book. But the most important part of it, apparently, is there's a line in the book that states that these cave boys, I guess they're like time traveling cavemen. I don't know who save the world, quote, save the world using Kung Fu and the principles found in Chinese philosophy. So they were about to run out or they had run out over a million copies of these books and all of them are being taken off the shelves because of that line I just read you that these people, these two cave boys save the world using Kung Fu and the principles found in Chinese philosophy. So the Asians saved the world. Yes, literally with the with their teachings of karate. But because and you use the fu. word China and Kung Fu in the same sentence, which is well documented, the fact that Kung Fu is Chinese. Yes, then that's racist. It's passive racism. So I guess it's not. The I don't know if that's. That- Remember what we were told. Whiteness is a construct that is expandable and it can be applied when necessary. Well, here it is. That and makes zero author, sense to me. I, I know. And what a cuck the author just going with it and agreeing. I would well, fight to the death if that happened to me. Well, he didn't take very long <laughs> to uh, issue an apology. Yeah. Like, quote, together, we recognize that this Ugh. book perpetuates passive racism. This is the company. This isn't the author, but I'm sure he was a part the of it. Publishing too. company. Yeah. yeah, the publishing company. The company said in the statement, we are deeply, deeply sorry for this serious mistake. This book was published 11 years ago. Nothing about it is even passive in, no, in its racism. So... That's literally like having a book called Meatballs Italian and saying it's racist. Yeah, so I'm sure the other Captain Underpants books are on notice right now because this is so sad. Who knows what other uh, passive racism might be? Like, not that I give a shit about Captain Underpants, but it's just like these people just like literally like like get in the fetal position. Yeah, and they they just cower. Yep, Chris Harrison. Um, all, everyone that we've talked about, just you know, uh, what's the band tie that you talked about? Oh my god, Mumford that one. Sons. Yeah, Mumford I've got guys like out of the band now. He's like done. He's never <laughs> coming back. Ridiculous. All because that one percent on Twitter lost their shit about them, about Captain Underpants, about Chris Harrison. This still what, means ninety nine percent of people thought what he was doing is fine, but they listen to the or, or just 1%. or just don't give a shit. Yeah. Not even saying like, oh, it's amazing what they're doing. It's just they don't care because it's not even on their radar. But, yeah. All right, Jared, where are you going on your three-month sabbatical? Ready? Go. Hawaii. Really? Yeah, yeah I've never been to Hawaii. Um, I've always wanted to go, and I follow a few. You're going like, to get stuck on an island for three months? I mean, yeah. there's worse islands to get stuck on. Yeah, I follow a few social media people for like real estate and all that who are just ballers and have moved to Maui uh, now that they've retired. And it looks fucking incredible. It's like yeah, living like I really hope I get to go life. there. Yeah, it looks so nice. 
Um, so I would love to like go move to Hawaii for three months, live by the beach in a little bungalow, something like that. Do a ton of hiking, enjoy the good weather. So that, that was my idea for three months. Adam. Um, so I have two different categories. You're as, you're as decisive as fucking <laughs> transgender bathroom, dude. <laughs> well, there's too many options. So I picked a place I've been and a place I haven't been. Of so course. Place, Jesus you Christ. Sabbatical, I'm going to go back to where I just, I just went. So if it was somewhere I want, if I've already been, it would be Bali. Because I really like of all the places we went, when we went down to Southeast Asia and Indonesia, that was definitely my favorite. Those ribs. But, you just want more Dusex Machina. Yeah, I'm going to live at Dusex Machina. But a place like if I had the choice, it would be somewhere I haven't been. And it would probably be New Zealand because I, okay. you guys have told me such nice things about it. And I want to walk to Mount Doom. I want to do all the Lord of the Rings things. But yeah. again, it's like it's such a it's such a, obviously you guys know, especially you, Ty, because you've been there. Uh, more recently, but it's it's, a, it's as diverse a land as you can find, and I just think it would it would check a lot of boxes. So I would I would love to, you yeah. know, be there for however. New Zealand's long a good answer. I, I would I would go back to New Zealand for three months, especially yeah. with no job and just camp and hike and do all that cool shit. Dude, leave it to you to go to a place you've already been. Oh, you're that, decisive. I, I didn't pick a place that I already went to. I'd go back to would. New Zealand too. That'd be my answer. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't my top choice. Oh, was New Zealand your top choice, Ty? Yeah. For three P, you go back the third time. You guys, yeah, are I would fucking, fucking live there if I could. I would it is live beautiful. there. It's unbelievable. It's not even like it's like a different place than planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly breathtaking. Yeah, and also it's crazy how small it is, relatively speaking. I know it's next to fucking yeah. Australia, so obviously yeah, it's. It's a big comparison, but it's not massive. I mean, right, the, we, we drove just, the whole South Island. Yeah. Like there's just, it just looks like there's again, so much there. And am I basing a lot of that off of the scenery from Lord of the Rings? Yes, <laughs> I am. And I'll happily admit that, but either way, it seems like an awesome place. So that would, that would definitely be uh, my first choice. All right. So how are we going to line it up? So we all take a three month sabbatical and go to New Zealand. <laughs> oh man. Hey, sabbaticals are in our teacher's contract. I don't think anyone's taken one in like 60-something years. But. Well, if the CDC has anything to say about it, we'll, we'll, Adam will be doing remote learning again next year, and he can go and do it from oh, New Zealand. Perfect. God, I, f I mean, if I had to do remote learning, I'd better get to go to some fucking tropical place or New Zealand or whatever. That would be real bummer. Real bummer. Real bummer. I'd be bummed out. Sign us off. I love you guys.